Hello friends, welcome to ZenPod once again. It gives me pleasure to welcome the first Indian musician to receive the Bush and the McKnight Fellowship to our studios today. Welcome Nirmala Rajeshekar, one of the premier Saraswati Veena players in the world today. Born in Chennai, Nirmala began her performing career at the age of 13. She trained with veteran gurus Devakote Sri Narayana Ayyengar, Srimati Kamala Aswatthama and Srimati G. Chennamma before coming under the guidance of veteran Vidushi Professor Srimati Kalpakam Swaminathan for over 30 years. Nirmala was also mentored by Veena Maestro Dr. S. Balachandar and she performed with him on many occasions. She has learnt vocal music from Gurus Sri Professor T. R. Subramaniam and Sri B. Sitarama Sharma. She has been guided by violin legend Lalgudi Jairaman in the study of his Varnam Santillanas. Her music highlights the rich parampara of her Gurus. Nirmala has performed at several world-renowned venues including the Siri Fort, the Carnegie Hall, United Nations, Savai Gandharva Mahotsav, the Music Academy, Chembur Fine Arts, Kalakshetra, Gayana Samaj, Rumi International Festival at Turkey and the Musi Reitberg in Zurich and Switzerland and many other venues all over the world. She is regularly featured in the world-famous Chennai Music Festival in December performing solos and jugal bandis with Karnatak and Hindustani legends. She has performed for world luminaries such as His Excellency, the President of India, late Dr. Abdul Kalam and the jazz great Ornette Coleman. In addition to being conferred the Nadakala Vipanchi Award by Dr. Balamurli Krishna, she has received awards from several other leading organizations such as the Music Academy, the Narada Gana Sabha, the Excellence Award by Rotary International, Veena Sundar Oli, Women of Substance Award, the Veena Kala Vitakar Award and a Lifetime Achievement Award. She has been recognized by the city of Houston for her cultural contributions. At the famed Cleveland Arathana USA, Nirmala was awarded the TRS Memorial Award for her excellence in teaching. Nirmala is an A-grade artist with the All India Radio and Television since 1990. Her recording with the three-time Grammy Award-winning group Sounds of Blackness won Outstanding World Music Album of the Year in 2012. Her music is in BBC's Library of World Artists and she has been featured multiple times on ABC Australian Broadcasting Corporation and PBS Television in the US. Her latest collaborative album, My Three, The Music of Friendship, featuring Veena, cello, clarinet, saxophone, voice, mrdangam, and Middle East percussion, has received worldwide recognition. A celebrated composer, Nirbala has pioneered the Veena Ganam Ensemble at the Cleveland Tyagaraja Aradhana Festival, featuring 70 performers on Veena vocals and percussion. She has been chosen for the distinguished honor as the commissioned composer of the University of Wisconsin, River Falls. In addition to performing, Nirmala is a leader in initiatives of research in music, social causes and service. She serves as the Vice President of the Global Carnatic Musicians Association, an organization created to be a unified voice for Carnatic musicians. She is the first Indian woman to serve in this position. A passionate educator, Nirmala has established Nadarasa Center for Music and serves as its artistic director for the last 27 years. As a teaching artist, she has conducted residencies for institutions including Spick Mackey, Princeton University, Swara, Young Audiences America and Minnesota State Arts Board. She founded the Nada Rasa, a charitable organization for the propagation of Indian classical music and the Saraswati Veena. Nirmalaji, welcome to the ZenPod. It's really wonderful having you on the show and uh, I'm going to start with my trademark question of how do you define spirituality? Well, thank you for having me, Venkiji, on this uh, show Pleasure. and I'm looking forward to discussing with you so many things that seem to interest us mutually. Spirituality. Well, we all know that being spiritual is a deeply personal thing. It's a very individual thing. 
It's that person's individual soul, spirit, what they feel is themselves and what excites them, what takes them to a plane where they can be completely happy with themselves. And what makes it so special is that each one of us have a very personal imprint on what makes our spirituality happen. So it could be music, it could be a pure note that could excite me, but you might be excited by something else that you read, something else that you feel comfortable with, but it's something more than being happy. It is something at a very elevated plane, um, something that we feel totally comfortable in, but know that it's a very special thing that we are experiencing. Um, and, and for each of us, it is our own trademark, personal, individual spirit that makes that spirituality come through. Awesome. And you know, here's the interesting part, Nirmala. Every time I talk to somebody, any guest about spirituality, and I have a different definition. So that's, that's really wonderful. And I'm glad nobody so far has confused it with religion on the show, at least. <laughs> So wonderful. You know, you have, you have done quite a few things and I was going through your uh, uh, online profiles and looking at some of the achievements you have. I'm going to pick some of them and talk about it. So I want to start with Nadarasa, the school that you run. Please tell the listeners a little more about it and, and as much depth as you can. Thank you. Nadarasa, very close to my heart, my extended family of friends, students, parents, and their extended families of elders. So it's one large community that lives in many parts around the world. Mm -hmm. The whole dream of Nadarasa is simply part of the oral tradition that I come from, which is Carnatic music, where we pass on what our gurus have given to us mm -hmm. through the oral tradition, which means we sing, we demonstrate, we play and pass it on. So we don't depend on textbooks or uh, those kind of things, as you know, is, is the hallmark of an oral tradition from the mouth of the guru to the student mm -hmm. and then that way it is transferred for almost 2000 years and counting. Mm -hmm. So this is the greatness of this South Indian classical tradition of music known as Carnatic music. And I'm very fortunate that I have been able to do that for several years now. I think we are close to 30 years of teaching wow. uh, simply because I was asked to teach or demonstrate by my gurus as early as when I was 12 or 13, I would sit in the class and my teachers would say, okay, why don't you play this? And slowly, I didn't realize, but at that time I was being taught how to teach. Mm -hmm. So it became a very normal thing for me to have my class, but then sit with all the other different classes and play and sing as my teachers asked me to do. A very organic process of transferring that idea of teaching. I never even thought as teaching. I never thought of it as teaching. I just thought it was extra time to play other songs that I didn't play in my class today or yesterday. Oh. Wow. Slowly that became a way of life and I realized that I was enjoying it tremendously because it was strengthening my own skills and really okay. that's what teaching teaches you right. is to discover aspects that come to light when you talk about it so many times. Right. In each and every time you talk about a certain song, there is some new facet you discover about it. Mm -hmm. So Nadharasa became the formal name for the school that wow. we began. Um, and the name was chosen in a very democratic fashion. There were different ideas that people, you know, uh, wanted to sound out. Uh, Nada Veena, Nada this, that, not even Nada, some other names. 
finally nadarasa won the maximum number of votes we had a poll awesome it was very funny when i asked in class how come you guys uh, you know students felt this was the best name this was several years ago and one little one quipped auntie it has the word rasam in it i like rasam <laughs> my children and students are as much foodies as i am so oh, south indian as well cuz <laughs> i tell you rasam what can you do without rasam for a south indian um or an indian for that matter so yeah, yeah. that's the but of course it has a much more beautiful um lovely name nada is the sense uh, that of that tone that omkara that comes out Correct. and of course rasa is the nectar and the essence of that so a sense of tone was a beautiful name that we were blessed to have for our school and it, and it stayed like i said nada rasa i'm very fortunate to be among these loving groups of people mm-hmm. most fortunate because they understand this method of passing on the knowledge they understand that whatever i am doing i have the larger picture of trying to do the best i can for them and passing it in the most authentic manner that i received from my gurus okay. and there are no questions about it that is where i feel as a teacher i'm very yeah. blessed very nice. because it's not like why is this song being taught why are you asking us to do this why do you feel this there are no whys only okay and that feels very validating because yeah. once the questions start coming yeah then there's a lack of trust is the obvious answer Correct. so that trust you know how hard it is yes. that is one of the most very precious commodities we have in mankind is believing in a person and to win that belief to have that trust i didn't have to do anything i just was blessed with the best another plus a family so i can just keep going on what i feel are instructions that come to me from my gurus i truly believe that there are days when i will wake up suddenly and say oh this child i need to teach her this song oh why would that happen yeah there was one incident i still remember a few years ago i was mm-hmm. lighting the lamp in the morning and mm-hmm. spending a few minutes at the altar mm-hmm. when suddenly i felt this one child that i have who was extremely is extremely talented i said i think i need to get her ready for this particular competition okay. i had already chosen two three people and they were already getting ready for almost okay. a month or month and a half okay. but suddenly this child's name came to mind and i really truly believe my guruji was telling me that i called the parent and i said i feel i should do this what do you think and immediately the parent said if you feel that is what we like to do okay let's go with it and wow. that has been the story of nadarasa so we started i usually start teaching at the age of 7 but we have kids who have come to observe their siblings at age 4 oh and then God. grown on to become now concert artists my own daughter who's now 23 mm-hmm. uh, began studying by sitting at the top of the staircase our classes used to be in the basement then we now have a studio space outside but she would be sitting there and listening to the classes i wouldn't even know she's there till somebody who came down told me one of the students that would wow. be sitting there listening that organic transfer of watching your elders in the family learn or someone else learns is how nadarasa works we don't have students who come just for their class and leave oh okay they're there watching it's a montessori method literally oh, they're lovely. sitting there watching other groups study lovely. and so they know what is door you know so i do it just the way i learned so there so there is a lot of spontaneity as well right which means when i hear you say that that that's really wonderful and and is there so is this but is this also formal yes ah, it so is it formal is. in the sense of the guru shishya relationship yeah um that belief that she's 
giving us what she thinks is the best for us, mm -hmm. that those are unquestionable tenets of the Guru-Sishya okay. relationship, right, right. which when used properly is the best way to do it. Correct. I say that when used properly because, you know, both the Guru and the Sishya have to take that responsibility in the right spirit and use it properly. Um, and I've been very lucky that that's how my gurus were. They gave unconditionally, not just music, way of life. Mm. I learned from my guru, Srimati Kalpam Swaminathan, from my gurus, other gurus, uh, Sri T.R. Subramaniam, Sri Sitaram Sharma, uh, yes. Srimati Kamala Ashwatthama, my uh, eminent musicologist, Dr. B.M. Sundaram, who continues to guide me on research projects. Um, and so many other gurus. I'm, I'm not naming everybody here only because of the lack yeah. of time. But every single one of them taught me something very special. So when I find myself doing something, I say to myself, oh, this is the influence of so-and-so in my life. Right. So right. these are larger than life experiences. What a guru does for you mm -hmm. is immeasurable. And the gratitude I have for my gurus, True. I cannot talk about it in no. one lifetime because I know they have made me who I am, whatever it is, whatever values I have received is through my parents and my gurus and the elders in the community. Yes. Thankfully, our culture is one that appreciates that, Correct. helps us understand that. Correct. And um, we are all greatly benefited by that fact that we have great gurus. And luckily, I kind of lucked out here because I had the best Veena guru, the best vocal gurus, the best mentors, Lalgudi Jairaman sir, Balachandar sir, who were oh, all mentors in their capacities. Wow. Uh, KSK sir, Calcutta Krishnamurti sir, um, so many people who have influenced my life. Okay. Uh, MS Anantaraman, the great violin artist. So I have learned from people who are non-vainikas, non-vocalists in, in their professions. But they all have the common thread of that wow. depth of classicism. Correct. Correct. And the willingness to give to a very hungry young student. Yeah. You know, that is what made me and my school teachers in school and college and postgraduate schools. I think they make you who you are. It's very important to have that right guru at the right time. Guru is dispeller of ignorance. That's what it literally True. translates True. to. Guru, ignorance. They like that lamp in that room. We know that that room has so many things and that room is us. This is what I've heard and read. But when that lamp is lit, it helps you see the room better, which means helps you see yourself better. So they are those people that help you discover what True. you have within yourself that you didn't know you had. So what could be a better blessing? Um, in fact, it's so, it's like, uh, you don't have to worry. They will take care of you. And nice. I still believe that. How nice. I don't worry. I just leave it to them to guide me. Most of them are not in the human world with us, but I know they are with me in spirit. They are with me in, in their acts through me. So I, they've taught me how to think in a certain way, how to look for things in, in a certain way. So even if I don't have their physical presence, which I miss deeply, there are times yeah. there would be nothing but listening to their voice, which is why thanks to technology, we can go back and look at a video of theirs Correct. or listen to their audio messages. And then you, you feel powerful again, powered to make the right decision. Correct. So I believe they're with us always. I believe they guide us. And uh, I'm not a patch on what they have been to me, to my students. I'm not a patch there. I have a lot to learn, but I'm learning thanks to my students, thanks to my gurus and my elders. Awesome. I'm, I'm so glad. And I was just listening to you very intently. And I'm glad to hear you say it. Because some of what you're saying, 
and, and I'm nowhere close to uh, proficient in music, nowhere even close to a, as much as you are. But uh, some of what you're saying are, are so clearly resonate with me because this is what the Guru Shishya Parampara was all about, right? This is what the Gurukul system was all about. And despite you, you know, like they say, you are beyond the seven seas, uh, despite all of that happening and your students probably are in different parts of the world, if, if one can inculcate a little part of what you learned from your gurus, then I think that's where the legacy lives on, right? I, absolutely, absolutely. So beautiful. Even one percent, even one yeah. percent, yeah. if we are able to, and that's the most satisfying moment when you hear that child right. perform that gamaka. As you know, as you know, that's the highlight of our music, the ornamental tradition. <laughs> uh, and when you hear that in its entirety, in perfect shruti, you feel wow. In everything coming at the same time you feel salvation, literally. You said, this is it, I could go now, I'm ready. Because this is the moment that I have always waited for, to see my students on stage, to see my students in a performance mode, or explain about a theoretical concept with that passion, with that love. Because in music, you have a friend for life. In art, you have a friend for life. And something that you, everybody cannot become a professional, will sure. not become a professional, and that is a given. And I don't have that expectation, but I do believe that I should try to at least get them to have a friend in music for life. Yeah. You know, to go to a place where they, they can be, they can just be themselves, that they can realize what they have loved and learned and, and find it on a rainy day in their lives, to give them that solace to give them that peace, also help them celebrate happy moments with beautiful. song and dance and art and all the beautiful things that are there, wow. which we have in this world, which uh, we have it in plenty. We just have yes. to remember yes. we have it. Awesome. Wow. I, I'm, I'm going to hold on to spirituality for some more time here. Uh, yes. Connection between music and spirituality, Nirmala, in your opinion. Oh, there is plenty so much know, there. Yeah. <laughs> there is so much there. There is so much there. Like I said, spirituality to me is about my own experiences in finding that high. And of course, music is going to help me find that high. Sure. So when Tyagaraja says in Moksha Mughalada, one of his greatest compositions, mm -hmm. every composition is great, but I say Moksha Mughalada, why? Because he talks about salvation here. How are we going to attain it in this world? He gives us a formula. And he gave it to us in the 18th century, 19th century, that what the Agraja lived and did was in that time. Yeah, yeah. He says, All the ganas of Shiva are also doing it. And what you find in the truth of the Veena, you know, that is... Uh, the same line is, is sim, or same sentiment is expressed by Muthu Swami Dikshatar, one of our greatest composers, Vainika Gayaka, who would play the Veena and sing in his composition, Meenakshi Memudam Dehi. The beauty of the notes in Tyagaraja again, Sobillu Saptaswara. So he, what does he say? Nabi Hrit Kanta Rasana. So from the Nabi Hrit Kanta Rasana from the bottom of your stomach, Thumbs through up. the chest and the throat and your uh, lips, 
you sing so bilu sapta swara sundarula bhajimpave manasa so bilu sapta swara how beautiful are the seven notes i'm getting goosebumps yeah, yeah me too just because right there they have told us that the universe is the seven notes and you get the beauty sundarula bhajimpave manasa when we sing when we do bhajana on this when we meditate on this oh mind here is your answer the beauty of the seven notes then he goes on to sing what is the best way to sing not to slouch like this and sing but to sing straight navi hrit kanta rasana unless you hold the body which is an instrument in this posture you're not going to make that beautiful wow. music nada loludai brahmananda he says that in another composition where nada is given mm -hmm. so much importance and why nada because nada is the path to the highest spiritual existence okay. as per these great saints who lived their life to show that yes in in purandaradasa's composition you know as you ask me this question all this yeah 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 tumbling yeah. down Please. in purandaradasa's composition he talks about in tamburi meetidava with the sound of the tambura bhavapti datidava taalava tattidava surarulu seridava so with the sound of the tambura to the rhythm of the taalam all the notes come together then he talks about dance to gejeya kattidava in the feet you tie the bells antics yeah and 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 then it just goes on and on i can keep talking about this <laughs> but the music and the spiritual connection to each one of us i hear people say different things there is a song karunai devame karpagame mm. which i think in this particularly difficult times of the pandemic i think that song gives us a beautiful idea karunai devame karpagame kanavendum undan purpadame karunai devame in that the composer goes on to say ananda vaalvu kalithidal vendum annaye enmel irangudal vendum naalum unnai tholadidal vendum nalamudan vaala arulal vendum karunai devame so this gracious karpagame i love this composition i am from mailapur in chennai okay where okay. mailapur is the yeah, home yeah, of kapaleeshwarar <laughs> you know what i'm talking yeah. about so mail like kapali and uh, karpagambal which is karpagambal is the name of the goddess presiding deity of that temple and the composition says you that are full of compassion ananda vaalva alithidal vendum the composer does not say give me lot of money give me lot of riches give me comforts cars houses mm -hmm. he says give me a peaceful life anneye enmel irangudal vendum please have compassion so music i have heard many people say this when this song is performed or any other song is performed tears come to their eyes oh, why, yeah. why does that happen there is the connection it goes right down to the soul to the core of each person's being and the tears are coming out only because of the ecstasy of spirituality yeah, that everybody yeah. is experiencing we are not talking about religion here religion okay. of course 
is a different yeah. aspect yeah, 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 a codified yeah. set of rules etc etc yeah, et we're not that's going fine. there but you are invoked your your entire being is on fire literally in different emotions sadness happiness uh, longing um, you know how do i explain this it is it is just a magical feeling that a few notes can do that to you yeah and that is the power of music you know you have to believe me when i tell you this i've got goose pimples so you have to it, it's i'm and, and your 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 method of conveying through your lovely voice has been amazing you know i believe uh, the trinity has probably been god's gi biggest gift to mankind i i have no idea how they composed the songs that they did <laughs> i have and, absolutely no idea and just venkat ji in the most difficult circumstances actually i i believe Tyagaraja's life was not a bed of roses. Yeah, correct, his family correct. did not support correct. his love for Rama. His brother went yeah. to the extent of saying, "What is this Rama, Rama? You're always yeah. talking about," and threw his idol away correct. into the in, into the waters. And when my students have asked me when they were younger, "Auntie, you say he's singing to Rama," I'm not able to relate to that, yeah. and, and I can fully understand why they Maybe say they that. Not. because when you're young and you're 12 years old or 10 oh, years old yeah. even now as a 50 year old person i cannot say i am as devoted to the gods as they were or oh, to the universe as they were but i certainly can relate to human relationships what if my best friend was taken away from me Correct. what if i couldn't talk to my best friend okay. what if i didn't have the comfort of their advice what if i didn't see my guru anymore what is that pain what when i don't see my parents now they are in coimbatore and i'm not able to see them as i would have normally seen in summer this year i feel that even though videos are helping us see them it's not the same tyagaraja felt this about rama in every form he felt rama was his friend he felt rama were where his parents he felt rama was his guru in every sense he saw rama and when he missed rama that was that was hard for him and that is what i told the kids and today they are able to say that thanks to the ragas of course which are the language language of communication yeah yeah, yeah sure and karuna devame is sung in sindhu bhairavi you don't need words tarina tadari tare nana arena arena now i'm not playing a tanpura which i normally would to accompany myself here because that gives you that steady shruti right but when you sing in sindhu bhairavi there is something that happens Mm -hmm. when you sing in bilahari which is what tyagaraj swami said when he found his rama idol kanukontini i got you back yes and before we proceed any further let's listen to this small piece khamas alapana by nirmala
that was so beautiful let's get back to the interview now on to maitri the only only meaning i know is maitri means friendship tell us uh, tell the listeners more about it and i know it's it's a big thing and and i was very impressed i i, I saw i saw it on the net i i, I read about the re- reviews it's been getting it's phenomenal tell us about it from your own literally from your side so it's exactly what you said it is friendship and the people i have worked with on maitri um including the pro- the producer the the recording studio this recording engineer uh my artists uh, my friends who've been with me on this journey are all people i have known over many many years in various roopas in various uh, forms in various connections in solo concerts in duets in different ways we have all interacted and it's always been a dream of mine uh to bring music the great connector as um a way to build bridges between cultures which has also been my dream mission of my life is using music i realized that i have been placed in a fairly unique way of having positioned uh, my life in different continents and different countries other than the mother country where i was born that i had this chance to use music as this great bridge and making it a handshake if you will um to other cultures and the reason i say handshake and not use the word fusion um is because i think to be able to fuse two things you need to know the qualities of both those things my experience has been only with carnatic music and i'm learning i'm a student i continue to be one mm-hmm. and if i have to go learn western classical music um or new music which is a different uh, genre mm-hmm. or learn jazz or learn how to play the mridangam or some middle eastern percussion or chinese instruments it's never going to happen in this lifetime what i can attempt to do is give a handshake from carnatic music and see what comes back in return okay very very grateful that music has 12 chromatic pitches all around the world with variations in between so yes. basically this the frequencies of those notes across the world are defined and they are known to all of us and what we do with the music uh, of those notes how do we create the passages is what distinguishes each genre of music so with this um, idea in mind i have been working on several collaborations over the years where i attempt to study a different kind of music and um, reasonably happy with the results i can't say everything works now that is something i've been prepared for to understand that some ideas may not flow that easily some may flow better or some may take a little more understanding to make that collaboration happen right so my three team members my dear friend michelle kinney on the cello um my dear respected brother in india tanjavur burugupathi anna on the mridangam one of india's most celebrated mridangam artists um pat okeef professor pat okeef who teaches mm-hmm. at university of wisconsin river falls a fantastic saxophonist and, and clarinet artist an amazing improviser and his brother tim okeef who has uh, played many instruments on maitri um, he's a specialist of percussion and a few instruments like harmonica that he's just beautiful at playing okay. and uh, the the nay which is a, a persian flute that he mm-hmm. also plays very beautifully so with this uh, group of people we produced the album maitri the music of friendship which came after years of our deliberation about it but how it actually happened is very interesting 
there was a festival here at SV Temple here in Minnesota, okay. where they asked us as part of that festival mm -hmm. to give us a program of collaboration. There were in classical concerts by artists from India. Okay. And when they, I have played also in that festival, it's celebrated 10 years actually, okay. um, has been curated by Vidwan Sashikiran uh, for many years for uh, SV Temple. And the SV Temple authorities asked me if I could do something a little different from the traditional Carnatic concert, a collaboration. So I asked my Maitri partners, shall we debut our band here? Wow. And uh, Murugabhuti Anna was in the country at that time, okay, nice. uh, traveling from India. Nice. And uh, at that program, actually, I had a very dear friend of mine, David Burke, who plays the Oud, which is a, an instrument you must be familiar with because it's a Middle Eastern instrument. Middle Eastern. Yes. So he played the Oud on that program along with Michelle and I and, um, um, and Pat O'Keefe and we presented the first version of Maitri. Oh. But Maitri has also been a child of mine that I wanted to build with time, let it age and grow, you know, become a teenager and then an adult and then mm. age gracefully. So that has been the dream of Maitri is to bring in different artists. And we've already had Anthony Cox, my partner from the band Carnatic Energy, the very well-known bass guitarist, right. who um, joined us on a few programs. Balaji Chandran, who is a, a well-known Gautam artist uh, from the Twin Cities. We've had uh, V. Srinivasan, a fantastic Mridangam artist who plays a lot with the Maitri band. We have Sriram Natarajan, another Mridangam artist. And all I'm trying to say is, it is not a static. Maitri is a dynamic uh, right. team. So we keep building. But in the album, these are the artists that have played. You can go to Innova Recordings. That was my producer for the third time. I have done two traditional concerts with Innova. And now this was my third release with them. And the idea of Maitri itself was uh, very well received in the community because building bridges, making friends through music is an idea that has existed from time immemorial. We've had the greatest of the greats uh, collaborate and create right. music together. Right. But this idea of having the Veena being the central theme also was a very interesting concept. So for me, it just meant I could take my best friend with me on this journey in Maitri, namely the Veena. <laughs> and, uh, and, and along with some of my dearest friends that I have been working with for many years. In oh, fact, yeah. next month, we are going to be um, opening the Schubert Club, which is a 135 year old plus organization right. um, here in Minnesota that is going to open their fall season with a virtual concert of Maitri. Lovely. So, yeah, we just heard about it. We could not do it for them live, so they're going to record us and uh, publish it. Okay. And Maitri will have um, the season opener concert as scheduled. So I'm very proud of the fact that my friends have come to join us at Wild Sound Studio with engineer Steve Gall, who did a tremendous job of bringing it together. In fact, Maitri, one of the samples, uh, we performed Maitri Maitrim Bajita, our, our concert was called Maitrim Bajita because that happened to be the commemoration year of Srimati M.S. Subalakshmi. Right. And uh, so I, I, I titled Maitrim Bajita, which was our theme song to be uh, one of the, you know, part of the name. And it's there on my YouTube uh, uh, channel. If you want to go see what this group looks like, right. uh, this, of course, the album is out there in all the various outlets where you can get Maitri, the music of friendship. Mm -hmm. But you can also see this group um, in a quick presentation that we did during the lockdown for uh, one other opportunity that uh, we presented online as part of the um, festival of uh, music that was coordinated by two organizations. Um, and we presented Maitri there. They asked us to. My dear friends, unfortunately, we have to take a break now. 
But please don't go away. We will continue our conversation with Nirmala in next week's episode of ZenPod, where she will share with us her travels, her tryst with different cultures, her deep passion for the Veena, the unflinching support she received from her family, her concert recording experience for the BBC in London, her concert in Turkey for the Rumi Festival, her inspiration. Nirmala also speaks about her band Karnatic Energy and finally her composition for the University of Wisconsin. So stay tuned, let's have fun as we go on this journey together. 